0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. We are in the final full week of January, so we have a fair idea whether the mild uptick in the European economy. Uh, has continued into the new year. Ireland, by most measures, appears to have avoided the economic malaise that many had feared six months ago, despite soaring inflation, an oil price shock and a technology winter that we've just been talking about. And that doesn't even mention rapidly rising interest rates and a war on the European continent. So how well placed are we for the coming year? Dan O'Brien is a distinguished journalist, author and economist and runs the formidable think tank, the International Institute for European Affairs. And Simon McKeever is the head of the Irish Exporters Association and they both join me now live. Good morning, Dan, and good morning, Simon.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. So, Dan, can I start with you? How are we fixed three weeks into the new year in broad macroeconomic terms?
2: We are so much better than we were just three months ago, Joe. Um, there was never a time in, in my lifetime as an economist where things looked as uncertain in terms of there could have been a reasonable outcome three months ago for this year, for the early months of this year and into the rest of this year, or there could have been a really, really bad recession. All those things you listed were headwinds for the economy that could have tilted us and the rest of Europe into a very deep recession. What's now looking much more less likely is a recession. The remarkable resilience of the European and Irish economies suggests that we've come through all of those shocks. Uh, we're not out of the woods yet. There are still headwinds out there, like, as you mentioned, the effect of those higher interest rates. But it really has been remarkable. Where we are is as good as anyone could have hoped, is, is how I'd describe it in a nutshell.
0: Dan, the, your line is not great, so I'm going to bring in Simon McKeever and ask him, um, how was last year... For your members, we'll come to 2023 in a moment, but how was last year for your members, exporters?
1: Uh, Good morning, everybody. Uh, Good morning, Dan. And uh, last year was a pretty good year for us. um, If you've seen the, and and backed up by what the CSO was saying about our export figures, showing showing record uh, exports. Every single month, there seems (coughs) to be a new high figure. Every single month. And I think we surpassed the 2022 figures in the middle of October, actually it might have been the middle of September this year. The
0: 2021 20, figures. The
1: 2021 figures, sorry, mm-hmm. were, were surpassed in, twen- in the middle of September 2022 and it looks like it's going to be a massive, massive year. Um, <clears throat> you know, all our sectors were, were doing extremely well. I'd agree with what Dan was saying there a second ago, by the way, that um, in terms of you know, listening to what our members saying and looking as we were going into Christmas, I have to say I was pretty downbeat about what we were going to see in this year in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that that's going to be as bad as we initially as we had initially thought. You know, inflation looks like it's peaking, interest rates, it, that looks like it's going to tail off. I think two things, two or three things just to watch on the horizon in relation to 2023. The Chinese are buying a lot of oil futures at the moment, which would keep the the price of energy, I think, underpinned going into the new year. We don't know um, what's going to happen in February, March when the weather gets better. Is, is Russia going to take greater action in Ukraine and what that may have, what effect that may have. And companies are telling us that from a supply chain point of view, um, and the, the, the supply chain issue that came out of COVID was the start of inflation. That was the, the beginning of the inflation pressure. And what companies are telling us that whereas, whereas last year it was a bit of everything that was clogged up and delayed and they were able to kind of balance things and move things around, what companies are beginning to tell us this year that there's three or four or five very critical components particularly around electronics um, that they they're having difficulty seeing um, into the second half of this year so they're saying the first six months of this year such as um, any anything that goes it anything of an electrical electrical component that goes into boards and things like that that goes into making a finished finished manufacturing good mm-hmm. uh, companies are saying we're having problems um, you know for seeing when we might be able to get them in uh, so
0: so the supply chain issue <laughs> are
1: continuing. Oh, completely. Yeah, com- completely. The supply chain ch- issues do... So, yes, um, shipping rates have dropped. Yes, the container issue has got an awful lot better. But there's such a backlog and there's such a, you know, there's such a hoovering up of electrical components around the world um, that uh, that those are becoming critical issues. You can see them in the in the economic kind of briefings and that that uh, electronic components. And so I was talking to one of our companies the other day and, and uh, they were saying to me the even though there mightn't be an immediate kind of recession uh, here here in Ireland, I think that what that will actually do if, if there's critical components missing, um, it will stop companies from perhaps employing as many people or increasing. Ah, right. increasing. So I think you'll have a, a knock-on effect of that.
0: So let's go back to Dan O'Brien. I gave him a, a, a promotion when I introduced him as, the, as running the IIEA. You are, of course, the chief economist, uh, Dan, at the IIEA. Are you getting a sense that this supply chain issue, which we thought was behind us, is going to persevere this year as well?
2: Yes, and one of the reasons for that is because demand has actually been stronger than we anticipated. Don't forget, if we'd had a recession, there would have been less demand. But the fact that the European and indeed the world economy and the Chinese economy, given that it's opening up very quickly and more, uh, more quickly than anyone had expected, that that increases demand and stronger demand means more demand for everything uh including those those electrical components that, that that we were just talking about now um so in some ways it, it's 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 part of a problem of success just as you know I'm talking to, to 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 companies and many companies are saying it's not just the supply of components that they're having a difficulty with it's the supply of people now, when businesses and managers are saying that one of their big problems is not being able to get enough people, that's usually a good sign for the economy, in the sense that you've got lots of demand for for employment and you're not going into a recessionary period. In fact, quite the reverse. So, for th- th- those, all those things are actually at signs of strength rather than weaknesses, I would say.
0: And it's not just skilled labour that there are shortages in, is it, Dan? Uh, it's it's low skill and very skilled people as well, which is
2: causing the malaise. And you can see that you know uh, across the board when you you, you look uh, go out to eat or go out for a drink that the number of of establishments looking for staff is is uh is unusually high so it's it's you know having a labor market shortage I'd say is a pretty good problem overall to have because it's a sign uh that the economy is 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 resilient and uh, the prospects of higher unemployment which nobody wants uh, are receding.
0: Okay, stay with us, Simon McKeever and Dan O'Brien. We'll be back in a moment, asking about uh, about further issues that Ireland and Europe will face in the coming year or so. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Yeah, welcome back. It is 6.44 and Dan O'Brien from the IIEA is still with us and so is Simon McKeever, the head of the Irish Exporters Association. Simon, can I come to you? Um, There were reports in the last few weeks that the UK may start inspecting food coming from the European Union into the UK. This will have a big impact on Irish exporters if Holyhead started checking for food and wanting all sorts of paperwork in advance. May not happen this year, we're now hearing.
1: I personally don't believe it's going to happen this year and possibly even not next year because, um, you know, Britain is not ready to, to, to bring those import controls in, um, clearly hasn't been ready or made their companies ready for the last number of years. So I, we don't see that happening um, in the near term. If, if it were to happen, and I'm, my view and the view, our house view is that it isn't going to happen. And we've At all. No, no. in 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 the near term, we okay. don't we don't see that happening. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, if if it does, and so and, and when it does, and if it does, say next year or the year after, you know, we will do our our damnedest as we did as we did collectively as a country to make sure the companies are ready for whatever uh, border controls that might be put in place, and that means you know information webinars, working with other organisations to make sure that companies know how to to get ready and how to implement that, training courses. I mean, for instance. All the training. We're one of the main training, cor- training organisations for customs courses in Ireland. Um, we prepared all those courses back in 2017. Oh, wow. um, so as, as a country, we were actually very well prepared for, for
0: Brexit. Whereas the implementing country, the country that decided to in, in introduce these new not rules... Not ready at all. Not ready at all. Dan, oh, oh, the UK is in, in some sort of malaise. I just wonder whether the worst of it might be over now or whether it's going to drag on for months, if not longer.
2: Yeah, well, certainly the UK has had a number of additional headwinds, particularly as, as you were just discussing there around Brexit. Um, so the UK economy has it has certainly has its troubles. I think a lot of the, the the discussion around the UK is a bit exaggerated. It's going through many of the same things like an energy shock as other as other economies are. Um, so certainly it has its problems this whole issue of brexit actually being implemented is going to have an impact uh, over time whenever that happens as simon says it's not not it's unlikely to happen this year where irish exporters would be hit with new trade frictions getting into the uk market um but that said uh, those things are coming down the line um, there are issues for the UK. There's a potential trade war if we don't get a deal on the protocol. Again, I think the chances of that have receded. But there there, there are issues for the UK economy. Uh, I don't think it's as catastrophic as is as often said, uh, but I'm not sure they're going to come out of the malaise soon because Brexit is a process rather than just an event. Simon,
1: uh, look, I, I completely agree um, with Dan. It seems to be the differentiating factor that, that they have is that they haven't realised Brexit. And I mean, realise as in done anything about it, really, kind of getting ready for it. Um, you know, there is um, there is there was figures out there last week that the UK export and import the export and imports in and out of the UK to the European Union they've gone back to pre um, brexit levels but they haven't grown um by the 20% or so that other countries have grown in their trade just
0: might the... a fall in the valley of
1: sterling absolutely yeah they haven't they haven't actually grown so they've just kind of stayed static so the bit in the in the uk economy that they haven't uh, really dealt with is what because they're dealing with the same problems that all the other countries are but they haven't really um they haven't really dealt with brexit and there's what, what's really beginning to worry me i have to say um is that britain remains a really important market for us mm-hmm. uh, very, very important market for us. But our members are saying, a lot of them are saying, I've completely hedged my exposure against sterling for the next year. And I'm, I'm really concerned about whether I will continue to invest in the UK.
0: And are people bypassing the land bridge to get to continental Europe? Are people genuinely oh, using yeah. Ross Lair?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the amount of freight that is coming through on Roro through Ross Lair. Is, um, I believe it's now one in three trucks coming into Ireland um, from the continent are coming via. Uh, the via Ross Lair and directly into into Dublin, whereas it used to be one in six so uh, the, absolutely and you can see that in the in the supply chain figure so you look at you look at Germany versus britain and what 's happened with our trade with that um, I, if I I'll tell you an anecdotal story a a company a member of ours makes things and a um, bit of the sub assembly of that so it, ha- it would have electrical and, um, and metal fabrication in it. Uh, <clears throat> when Brexit came in, they went, where do we buy this from it's dead. They buy it from Germany now. Mm. Um, the product is of better quality. Uh, it's more expensive. But before we go, CSRD,
0: it's something that um, uh, the companies need to be aware of. It's coming down the tracks. Corporate, uh, corpor- Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive. Yep.
1: so this is the next... Brexit for, for, for companies to get ready for it. So there is a new reporting standard coming in in 2014. Um, it's going to affect large companies initially, but you can be damn sure that large companies will force that off uh, into smaller companies that they're procuring from. And it, it is on your, in your reporting requirements, you're going to have to report report basically on the effects of your business, on the, um, the sustainability elements uh, within your, you know, in terms of what you do. On How does it impact the environment? How does it impact imp- impact people. That's coming in in 2024. It's going to force a huge shift in uh, companies.
0: Dan, uh, final question to you. Is Ireland ready for this big green change and and, and how companies need to behave?
2: Well, I I think it always needs to be said that any extra cost for a company uh, means that companies that are working on the margins could go under or it means that companies profits are cut back and that means they invest less so more regulation of any kind whether it's warranted or not is a cost to business uh, and that can have a negative effect for businesses so you know it may be warranted in this case around the sustainability environmental piece uh, but it it always needs to be said new regulation increases the costs and burdens for business and that is negative
0: Thanks, Dan. That's Dan O'Brien, the chief economist with the IIEA think tank, and Simon McKeever, the head of the Irish Exporters Association. Thank you both.
2: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.